for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Hello everyone, welcome to Living Life. When was the last time that you considered someone else better than yourself? Or when was the last time you looked to the interest of others? Jesus Christ has shown us how to live our life as His disciples. We are to live in humility, serving others just as you would want to be served. We are to live obedient to God's Word, even if it means sacrificing your life to save others. Because God has demonstrated His own love for us by putting Christ on the cross for us while we were still sinners. That is why we refrain from judging others and we rather display mercy and compassion for that is what God has done for us as sinners. This becomes the nature of a born-again Christian life. We in everything do to others that we would have them done to us. Because such character is grounded on the grace mercy, and compassion that we have received from God through Jesus Christ. We do, not, uh, we do not judge others, but rather we seek God's will to be done. I mean, His work for us motivates us to live to display His goodness, and we continually seek in prayer, asking God to give us strength in proclaiming that message. So as we take a look at Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 to 12, we will see what Jesus teaches us today on how we should live as those who have received grace of salvation from God. So let's take a look. Matthew chapter 7 verses 1 through 12 Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the Law and the Prophets. So when we think about the person who has the authority to judge, we would think of the legal system, where there are judges and courts that exist to protect our liberties and our most fundamental rights. 
abiding by the rule, the system has authority to settle matters and we can trust that the matters will be decided justly. However, for our daily things, we ourselves act as agents deciding upon matters with our own discernment, understanding and wisdom. We use our own measures to judge. However, that raises the risk of being biased and distorted because we base it upon our subjective measures. The text teaches us through, uh, through Jesus' words that we are not to judge because in the same way, we will be judged. Jesus is teaching us that whatever measure you use, that measure will be used against you. Then what is Jesus trying to tell us? Is he telling us always to be nice and compassionate to others by not being judgmental? Or is Jesus trying to teach us a standard that is something that we should think about? The reason why we shouldn't judge is found in Jesus' illustration. Uh, we ourselves already have faults that which discredits us as a good judge. In verse 4 it reads, How can you say to your brother, Let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? We are tempted to think that we are gods. We displace God the good judge, and we become judges in deciding over matters that we think we have the right to decide. Jesus tells us that we have a defective sight. We can't see the plank in our own eyes and rather see someone else's speck as larger than my problem. We have a distorted view of reality and build biased opinion that leads to incorrect judgment. That's why Jesus says in verse 5, You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Jesus tells us that we first have to be considerate of our own problem that stands between us and God. We have to solve the problem that we have in us first in order to have the ability to remove someone else's speck. That's why our own salvation and righteousness should be our focus, not finding fault with others. Even if we have solved our own problem, that doesn't mean that we have the right to judge someone else, because that is the right that is still reserved only to God. Only when we see clearly in light of God's grace do we have the ability to know how to remove a speck from my dear brother. We are no longer hindered by the distorted view caused by our faults, and we begin to see things in light of grace. This is why Jesus warns us as not to be a judging hypocrite, and rather be ministers of grace. Now there's one more thing that Jesus warns us in His teaching. We find it in verse 6, Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you into pieces. Jesus warns us that we should not be gullible in discerning who should be the target of the things that are sacred and valuable. And we know from New Testament uh, that dogs and pigs symbolizes non-Judeans and Gentiles, which means that messages that are sacred and valuable should not be given to those who refuse to re receive. Because not only would they trample the message with their own feet, they will attack the person who has spoken that valuable message to them. They will respond in violence. Therefore, Jesus is teaching us that the sacred message of the kingdom should be handled with care and discernment. Because there are malicious people who will respond to the message with violence. Uh, therefore, we are not to be judgmental, but discerning how we could remove the speck in other people's eyes. So in light of this, what do we pray for? What should we ask, seek, and knock on the doors of heaven today? Verse 12 closes with Jesus' command saying, So in everything, do to others what you would have them to do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. This command can be reiterated like this. 
It is to love your neighbors just as yourself. It is to treat others just as God the Father has treated you with grace, mercy, and compassion in order to forgive your sins and save you from eternal damnation. Just as you receive from God, do likewise to others. Thus, verse 12 becomes an anchor that allows us to meditate on what we are to ask, seek, and knock. We are to ask our Father God to have His will be done here on earth just as it is in heaven, because that is what we saw in Matthew chapter 6. We are to ask God to give us our daily bread, to keep us alive, but also give us the eternal bread of salvation. We are to ask God to give us strength not to be led to temptation, but to do good in continuing to preach the good news of salvation, even if it means that we face violence. Thus we ask that we be delivered from the evil one. That is what we ask, seek, and knock in prayer. Moreover, the words that Jesus speaks here is positive. Jesus directs us clearly, do to others, meaning that we already know what is good to do to others, and we also know how we want to be treated by others. We know through Jesus the greatest good that mankind has ever experienced. God demonstrated His love for His people by giving His Son in order to save many, and that is why we should do good to others with discernment. And we ask God to give us the strength to continue this good work that God has done for all of us through Jesus Christ. So in light of this, what do we pray for? What should we ask, seek, and knock on the doors of heaven today? In prayer, we are to ask our Father God to have His will be done here on earth, just as it has been done in heaven. We are to ask God not only to give us salvation from our sins, but also the strength to do good in continuing to preach the good news of salvation, even if it means that we will face violence. So let us pray. Father Lord, strengthen us and give us the confidence and courage to continue on the ministry that you have entrusted to us through your gospel. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.